Let our praises fill this temple. Let our praises fill this place. We thank you, Jesus, for what you've done for us. We thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing for us. And Lord, we thank you for what you're going to do for us. We believe our best days are before us. Glorious days. Glorious days. As we walk out your plan and your purpose for our lives. Oh, glory to God. We sing your praises, almighty God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. There is an acceleration happening. An acceleration that is happening in the spirit and in those who believe, who step out in faith and say, yeah, that's me. That's me. Acceleration. Acceleration. You know, some of you need to learn to put your foot on the pedal. Press the pedal down. That means get out and step out in faith. Sometimes you got to step out and shout when you don't feel like shouting. Sometimes you got to step out and start laughing when you don't feel like laughing. Sometimes you need to step out and dance when you don't feel like dancing. See, that's, that's stepping on the pedal. That's, that's called acceleration. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. My wife was praying earlier, and I heard her say that word, acceleration. Something went off of my heart. See, in my mind's eye, I, I just saw that immediately. Feet going down on the accelerator. Woo! Acceleration. And then I saw a motorcycle. What are they going to accelerate? See, we got a whoa, whoa, whoa. Come on now. Everybody say, whoa, whoa, whoa. Woo! Acceleration. I believe for acceleration in this place. I believe for acceleration in your lives. I don't think we're going to stay the same. Woo! Hallelujah! We are walking dispensers of the glory of God. Wherever we go, we're making a difference for Jesus. The light in us is greater than the darkness in them. Woo! Glory to God. Our best days are before us. Our best days are before us. I pray for a holy boldness upon this church. Holy boldness. Holy boldness to preach the gospel. Holy boldness to step out and do whatever the Lord is leading you to do. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Woo! I want you to look at your neighbor and say, I'm bold for Jesus. And you can be seated. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Woo! That was good, worship team. Oh, wait, her name's this. They knew that. Making sure they knew that. Well, hallelujah. Hopefully they weren't watching, but if they were, ha, ha, ha. Yes, glory. Yeah, that's right. Thank you. That was right. She looks so much like her mom. I thought it was her mom. That's it. Woo, Hallelujah. Well, you're ready to take up our tithes and offerings today. If you need an offering envelope, please slide a hand up. I want to, first of all, read something to you. If I can find it. Now, you can let this be you, which would be totally fine with me. But for some of you, it probably wouldn't be so good. I was dozing in church 
Then I heard, stand up. I stood up and people clapped. The pastor said, who else will give (laughs) $5,000? Woo, glory to God. I like that one. Um, I'm going to read some scriptures, very familiar scriptures with you. Um, If you have your Bibles, you can turn to Psalm Psalm 1, beginning in verse 1. Well, I'm going to read this from the Passion Translation. Then I'm going to read some scriptures in the book of James. It says this, what delight comes to the one who follows God's ways? He won't walk in step with the wicked, nor share the sinner's way, nor be found sitting in the scorner's seat. His passion is to remain true to the word of I am, meditating day and night on the true revelation of light. He will be standing firm like a flourishing tree, planted by God's design, deeply rooted by the brooks of bliss, bearing fruit in every season of life. He is never dry, never fainting, ever blessed, ever prosperous. Boy, that's some good words. Amen. Over in the book of James, give me just a second, because I'm going to read it again from the Passion. It's chapter 1. And beginning in verse 22. I want to share with you why so many Christians are not living blessed lives. And I want to share with you how you can live a blessed life. I don't know about you, but I choose being blessed. I want to be blessed. And it's not for selfish reasons. It's really not. I love to be a blessing. I love to bless others. It's just in my, it's who I am. I'm a Christian. I'm a father of Almighty God, and that's who he is. Amen. Listen to this. Don't just listen to the word of truth and not respond to it, for that is the essence of self-deception. So always let his word become like poetry written and fulfilled by your life. If you listen to the word and don't live out the message you hear, You become like a person who looks in the mirror of the word to discover the reflection of his face in the beginning. You perceive how God sees you in the mirror of the word, but then you go out and forget your divine origin. But those who set their gaze deeply into the perfecting law of liberty are fascinated by and respond to the truth they hear and are strengthened by it. They experience God's blessing in all that they do. So what's the key to both of those sets of scriptures? Is it just hearing the word? Because if that was the case, there sure are a whole lot of Christians who go to church throughout this world who hear the word, but they are not living blessed lives. Is that me speaking condemnation on them because of that? No. I want to get point them in the right direction as to how they can be living blessed lives. Amen. How do we go from not being blessed to being blessed? Step one, you got to hear the word. But step two, you got to do. Step two, you got to do. Everybody say step two, step two. you got to do. do. You got to be a doer of the word. 
But if you are a doer of the word, now get this, the Bible promises that you shall be ever prosperous and ever blessed. I like the way that sounds. That is not, that is not thus saith Pastor Dan. That is thus saith the Lord. Are you listening? So, in other words, if you are a doer of the word, you hear the word, you do the word, and you see things are not happening in your life, and it doesn't seem like things are happening in your life, you know that you have, now get this, the legal right to say, God, I am a doer of your word. I'm not just hearing it, I'm doing it. I'm taking you at your word that you're going to bless my life. Now, I'm not seeing it around me right now, but I live by faith, and I trust you. But I'm just putting you in remembrance of the fact that I am doing the word, and I expect for the blessings of God to overtake me, to overwhelm me. Hallelujah. Are you hearing this? You know what so many Christians do instead? Well, this stuff don't work. I've tried it for a day, and it don't work, and so I ain't going to do it no more. And then they go through their lives grumbling and complaining. And what woe is me that look at that person over there. They're so blessed. They're so blessed. It just isn't fair. I remember one time when I was at Missoula Bible Church, and we had a, a young minister over there that the Lord laid it on my heart to bless with some finances. And when he did that, in my mind, I, I questioned God. I said, God, why do you want me to bless them? Because it seems like they're getting blessed all the time. And he spoke to my heart because they do my word. Because they step out in faith and do my word. And you should make it a, make the, the qualified, not the qualified, the quality decision that no matter what, God says to you in his word, no matter what God speaks to your heart, you're going to do it. You're going to do it. And when that happens, when you become a doer, you wait and see how God is going to bless you. Do you realize that the majority of the people in the world live in a state of poverty, of barely getting by? In fact, if so many in Africa and many other nations as well knew the amount of monies that you make, you might think, well, I don't make a whole lot. I guarantee you it's a whole lot more than they do. But I guarantee you people over in Africa who get a hold of this message and begin to do it shall be just as blessed as you are because you're doing it. Now, it's relative. You understand what I mean by that? See, over there in Africa, to get blessed with a new bicycle, it's just like getting blessed with a new vehicle here, car here. Are you hearing me? But the bottom line to all of this is you've got to do. You've got to do. Hear the word, then do the word. Hear the word, then do the word. And that really ties in what we've been preaching on here. Amen. Glory to God. All right. Everybody say, I'm excited to do the word. Right now, hold your offerings up and let's pray. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this opportunity to bring our tithes and offerings into this local storehouse. We do firmly believe, Father, as we do so, we can prove you now in this. That you're going to open the windows of heaven 
pour out so much blessing upon us that there's not enough room to contain it all. Glory to God, that's being blessed, Father. Blessed beyond measure. Blessed to the overflow. That's how you want us to live as your children. Glory to God. We're so blessed, so blessed, we got to give it away. We love you so much, Lord. We give you praise and glory. This church is going over. Our new building is coming in quickly in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Oh, I see, see, supernatural, yeah, 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 yeah. supernatural increase and acceleration in the finances of this ministry, of this church, in the, in the lives of these people, in our families, glory to God, in my life. I expect it, and I give you praise for it now. We are blessed to be a blessing in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. What is that? You got, I got gummies. Look, I got a gummy. Give me five. All right. Amen. All right, children. You're going to go with this wonderful children's teacher, anointed from on high. See you, Olivia. Have fun. Where is my granddaughter? Oh, thank you. You're a big girl. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. Woo, how many are excited to be here this morning? I tell you what, there is a sweet presence in this room. There's a presence of, there's a, there's freedom here. There's freedom in this house this morning. Freedom. You know, a lot of times when the Spirit of God gets to moving, may not even sense it, but you you see others experiencing it. It takes stepping out in faith. You know what I'm saying? Dad Hagen, you know, he's probably the one that taught me the most along these lines because he said many times when the Spirit of God got to move in, in services that he was, you know, uh, leading the service, he, he said, I felt bone dry, felt nothing. But I, I, I sensed it because I could see the people out there beginning to respond to it. And he said that... Um, what he would do is just step out in faith and enter in. And he said the moment he entered in, the Spirit of God would fall on him. And the next thing you know, he's dancing in the Holy Ghost, running around, and then, of course, the whole place breaks out and starts to dance in the Holy Ghost and all that good stuff. I know for a lot of people, and this is sad but true, when they go to church to see something like that, there's something wrong with it. How can you be so... Um, And yet, those same people, the day before, went to watch their favorite college football team and were screaming with paint all over their faces and jumping up and down and yelling at the refs that the refs no way could hear them and doing all kinds of crazy things because they're passionate about a football team. And then they go to church and grumble and complain because the pastor is passionate about Jesus. That's the God I know. I'm sorry, but when you get to heaven, you're going to find out that is the God I know. My God loves people who are passionate for him, who get excited to live for him. And there are going to be times, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I know from whence I speak. There are going to be times when you feel as dry as a bone. You know what I'm talking about. I don't sense anything. 
I don't feel anything. But God, I, I see other people that are entering in. I'm just going to step out in faith right now and enter in. And when I do so, glory to God, I just might get to dancing. I just might get to running. I just might get to shouting. Because, see, on the inside, I know I'm passionate for Jesus. And I'm going to let that fire out of me so that it will run, run, run off of me, get off of me onto those around me. Hallelujah. We should be, we should be fire starters. Fire starters. I'm not talking about that stupid movie that came out recently. Fire starter. We, we should be Holy Ghost fire starters. Are you listening? I, Mark Hankins and I, I think I shared this with you before. We were at a, uh, um, a minister's meeting. And, I mean, from the, the moment he started speaking, I was laughing. Just laughing. Having a good time, laughing. <laughs> And pretty soon, it, 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 was, it literally started in sections. Of course, it started in the section where I was by because it was getting off on me onto them. And next thing, they're all laughing. Then it kind of jumped from that section to this section to all the way around. And the Holy Ghost fell in the place, was just erupting, having a good time. And so after the service, I went up to Brother Mark, and I said to him, man, I'm so sorry. But I began to the laugh just right from the get-go. And he said, nope, nope, I'm always looking for a spark. I'm always looking for somebody that's going to spark the fire. Why not let that spark be you? Well, Pastor Dan, I don't know about that. What if the Spirit of God isn't moving? If the Lord God Almighty is leading you to jump up and shout, then glory to God, you need to jump up and shout. If it's not for anybody else, then it's for you. See, a lot of times God is waiting for you to take him at his word, step out in faith, and the moment you do, the answer comes for what you've been believing him for for years, glory to God. See, I, 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 can I just say something right now? Somebody just missed it. Somebody should have just jumped up and shouted real good. You would have got what you've been believing for. Oh, glory to God! I'm getting what I'm believing for right now. Glory to God! Hallelujah! Giving some of you the opportunity, y'all just kind of looking at me going, Hallelujah! Now we're talking. Woo! Glory to God. Oh, I know, I know, I know, again, I know people watching via live stream. Some people are like, oh, they're, 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 this is, this makes the religion kind of go tilt, tilt, tilt. Maybe the religion needs to go out, out, out. Amen. Don't you want to live in freedom? Don't you want to live blessed? Don't you want to live whole and healthy? Don't you want to make a difference in this world for Jesus Christ? Can I just tell for myself I missed it yesterday? And I missed it. Was it yesterday? Yes, it was yesterday. And I, I tell you, God forgive me for not doing something. I went in. I had to go pick up some things for the buzz. And I had gone into town and country, and a little girl, I mean a teenage girl, was laid out on the ground, and there were a bunch of people around her, and I went immediately just because I saw the people around her, I said, well, I don't want to disturb anything, this is my mind, reasoning kicking in, I'm going to go get the stuff I need, and I'm going to come back, and then I come back, I'm at the cash register right beside where the little girl's laying down, she's still laying down, and I knew I was supposed to go pray for her, I knew it, instead I looked at the cash register and said, what happened? 
I don't know. She all right? I don't know. And I'm going, okay. And I left. And I miss God. I miss God. I'll tell you what, I'm being a opening my life up to you right now, aren't I? Am I not? What should I have done? What the Lord was leading me to do. Because, see, if I'd have done what the Lord led me to do, and I'm not saying the girl died or anything like that, but the bottom line is, see, a lot of times God is wanting to show himself off, especially in those kinds of circumstances. He wants to show the world that he's real. That we're just not up here blowing smoke, so to speak. We're not just speaking words. We're showing people that he's real through our actions. Even if I'd gone over there, can I pray for your, for the girl? Even if I had just simply done that, what would that have done to the mother who is laying there over her, her daughter? Would that even if, Think about that, especially if she wasn't a Christian or if she had been somebody who had walked away from God. Then all of a sudden God leads someone to pray for her daughter. Okay, God, I have to keep on. My toes are getting stomped on all over up here right now. Mm. But I'm doing this for a reason. I'm endeavoring to get across something to you to teach you something. And it goes right along with what we've been talking about in here. What have we been talking about? Hearing from God. You can hear from him and still not do what he's telling you to do. I heard from God and I, to this day. because You know why? Because later on last night as I'm praying, it came up again. And I knew God for... I, I, I repented. I'm sorry, Father, forgive me. Give me another opportunity and I'll do it. You tap me on the shoulder next time and I'll do it. it be, you can't expect to do the miraculous if you don't do what God's leading you to do. It's not going to happen. And, and, and even though there's all kinds of things happening in this world all the time, Times like that where you come across a person laid out in a floor, on the floor at a uh, um, grocery store, that's not a, you know, it doesn't happen all the time. See what I'm saying? It's something that I should have jumped on it. I'm, I, you know, it doesn't mean I had to be ridiculous throwing everybody out of the way. I'm going to pray for her now. Get away. That's stupidity gone to see. But to simply kneel down and say, can I pray for you? See what I'm saying, the difference there? Now, if God is leading you, not to throw the people away, but if God is leading you to grab the girl by the hand and say, rise up in Jesus' name, do that. Do whatever the Lord is leading you to do. But do it. Well, we sure are on that today, aren't we? It's the truth, though, isn't it? So I'm sharing this to show you that even I, as your pastor, can miss it. I'm a man. I'm a human being. But you know what? Instead of staying beaten down and allowing the devil to... Hit me with condemnation and guilt. I got back up. And I'm saying, God, I asked God to forgive me. Now I'm expecting God to give me more opportunities in the future. I expect God to keep, hey, Daniel, here's, here's an opportunity for you right here, right now. Tap me on the shoulder and go and do. Go and do. Amen. That was all for free today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Look, did you start the clock yet? Oh, you already did? Oh, man. Hallelujah. You know, we've been on a series, as I said, we're uh, on this on and off now. This is only part three. But I think it's, we've been on it for like the beginning of September. But anyway, um, talking about hearing from God. 
And I trust, even in the short amount of time we've been on this message, that you have gotten a hold of the fact that you need to expect to hear from Almighty God. As Christians, we need to hear from Him. I know for a lot of them, they don't think that's true. That, you know, they, and it, it kind of amazes me because their mentality that God will speak to people, but He'll only speak to those who are in the ministry or for those going through really hard times, you know, serious, having serious problems in their lives, then He'll speak something to them or something along those lines. Friends, we should be expecting to hear from God on a daily basis. I want to say that one more time because I want you to catch this. We should be hearing from God every single day. Day in, day out, hearing from God. I want you to take this into consideration. Again, I've already brought this point out, but it bears repeating. The only way we can fulfill and do, back to that again, in order for us to, to fulfill and do what God has called us to do is to do it by living a life of faith. And the only way you can have faith is by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. In other words, you can't have faith to obtain anything from God. You can't have faith to please God. You can't have faith to fulfill your destinies unless you first hear from God. And if he's expecting me to live by faith, then I'm expecting me to hear from him every day so I can live by faith. Is that hyper too simple? Hyper too simple. Yeah, thank you. I think I will. <laughs> it comes down to this. If you can't hear from God, that equals no faith. If you have no faith, you will not able to do what God's called you to do, to be who God's called you to be. That's not going to be us. I said, that's not going to be us. Do you expect to hear from God? Oh, we're going to get into this, friends. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. What does the Bible tell us about this? We're supposed to have fellowship and communion. We already looked at these scriptures. Fellowship and communion with Jesus and with the Spirit of God every day. All the time. Not just on rare occasions. Every day. All the time. Do you talk to God every day? Do you commune with him every day? And I'm not talking about praying over your, your meal. I think I shared this with you last week about Emmy. I mean, she gets, her whole being lights up when it's time to pray over the food. She's looking at me like, time to pray. Come on, Pappy. And once I pray, Amen. And it was so funny because I started to pray and I was praying a little too long. She said it anyway. Amen. Cut off my prayer. But anyway. Glory to God. Praise you, Jesus. We're supposed to be having communion and fellowship with the Holy Spirit and with Jesus all the time. You need to be talking to him all the time. I know that, again, for some people that's so weird. But are you a Christian? Are you a Christian? Is Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior? Then communing with him shouldn't be something that's a struggle for us. It's something we should cherish. Wake up. Hey, God, good morning. Thank you for good rest today. Last night. Thank you. 
see what I'm saying? And you wake up talking to him. This is the day the Lord has made. I shall rejoice and be glad in it. I know that's... It, it, I know that sometimes it seems like it's almost become a religious practice. But that's up to you and the way you approach it. If it's not something that, if you feel like it's becoming something, you know, you're just doing it, what is that called, rote or, you know, there's nothing to it just coming out of your mouth, you know. Well, then change it up some. Or just stir yourself up to where it's no longer just you being a parrot but you are a Christian, a follower of Christ, who wants to fellowship and commune with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit. And then we looked at as well that Jesus is our good shepherd, that he leads us beside the still waters, and he leads us to green pastures on paths of, uh, of righteousness. And even though we may be walking through the valley of the shadow of death, we don't have to fear because we know our good shepherd is near. He's right there with us, leading us, guiding us, protecting us, and providing for us. Ooh, that's Jesus, my good shepherd. Hallelujah. I know the voice of the good shepherd. I said, I know the voice of the good shepherd. He calls me by name and leads me out. Does he call you by name? Does he call you by name? You ever get quiet? And you can sit there in the presence of in his presence, worship him, and you can and listen to him. It's an amazing thing, and all of a sudden you don't have to be It's not you. It's him. Oh friends, this isn't just for me. But you have got to get your faith built up in this area. I know. I know. I hope you're getting this. I know the voice of the good shepherd. How about you? I follow him, my good shepherd. I do not follow a stranger's voice. Any voice that's trying to get me on a path of death and destruction, I don't follow those voices. I know the voice of Jesus. I follow him. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Woo! And listen, when you hear from him, and you follow him, you're going to always be at the right place at the right time. Your life is going to be so blessed. And you are going to be so used to further the kingdom of God in the earth. Isn't that the way we're supposed to live? Amen. Glory to God. Go with me this morning to Romans chapter 8. How much time do I got? About 40 minutes? How much? 16 minutes? All right. Ready? <laughs> this eighth chapter of the book of Romans, along with Galatians chapter 5, speaks about the contrast between the spirit and the flesh. Okay? As the Bible tells us, our spirit and our, the flesh are at odds with one another. They're at enmity to one another. All right? In fact, we'll see it in just a moment. So as we read through these verses here in Romans 8, listen, I want you to notice how many times the word spirit is, is said and how many times the word flesh is mentioned and the contrast between the true. Why is that so important for us as Christians? 
Did you know that the Bible says in John 4.24 that God is spirit? And that we are created in his image and likeness? We are spirits too. I am a spirit, I have a soul, and I live in this body. And that kind of blesses me because this isn't the real me. The real me is on the inside and I look good. Really, really good. <laughs> hey, I like what Smith Wigglesworth said. How much? I'm a thousand times bigger on the inside than I am on the outside. Ooh, <laughs> glory to God. It's another thing that he does now. I'm strong. Hallelujah. Now, look at uh, Romans 8, verse 1. And you understand, let me just say this real quick, that it's our spirit that gets born again. It's our spirit man that becomes the new creation. Our, 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 our uh, soul is our mind, our, our thinking process, our, where our will is. Okay? That's the part of us that needs to get renewed. To get the stinking thinking out, get God's thinking in. And then this body, what is its feeling? What is this voice? Feeling. How you feel. And how many know that even way too many Christians feed their flesh way more than they feed their spirits? And as a result, their flesh dominates. Shouldn't be that way, but it's the case. All right. There you go. Romans 8, verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. How can that be? Where there is therefore now no condemnation? Have you ever missed it before? When you missed it, did all of a sudden you feel condemnation come upon you? Guilt for what you did. What is my point? My point is you can count on the devil showing up to bring the guilt and condemnation when you mess up. That's just who he is. That's what he's about. He wants you to get to the place where you get so condemned and feel so guilty you give up. You throw in the towel. I don't have what it takes to be a Christian. But right here, if you can get a hold of this scripture right here and you come to understand the power of the blood, you can send the devil fleeing every single time. See, when you mess up, you can... What did you say? That's right. That's what, see, you've got to be like that. You've got to stomp your foot and say, no, sorry, devil. I know I messed up, but I've asked my God to forgive me. And I know the blood of Jesus has cleansed me from that sin, and I stand before my pure and holy God justified, just as if I had never sinned at all. So I'm telling you to take that condemnation and go, because this scripture here says, there is therefore now no condemnation. No condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. I'm in Christ Jesus. Woo. Glory to God. See, well, again, can I just throw this in for free? Notice, there is therefore, notice the next word. Now. There is therefore now. When is now? When is now? Right now. So if condemnation might be on you for something you've done recently, get it off of you. Because there is therefore now no condemnation, none whatsoever, if you are in Christ. I've been, uh, I remember when the Lord revealed to me the latter part of this scripture. That for those uh, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. Some people's mentality is, well, I was walking according to the flesh when I messed up. Yeah, you did. But guess what? 
The very moment you say, Jesus, forgive me. I ask you to forgive me of my sin. Guess what? You're back in the spirit. That's how easy it is to get back in the spirit. It's not some long, drawn-out thing. Get, that's why I always say you mess up, get up, move on with God. Amen? No condemnation to those who are in Christ. Hallelujah. Woo! Verse 2. Oh, man. There's one of my favorite scriptures right here. I love Romans 8, 2. Oh, glory to God. See, to me, this is like a bite of filet mignon. Just goes down, comes in smooth and chew it around so good. Goes down good. That's how this scripture is to me right here. It's all right for you to look at it like that. It's food, right? For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin in death. Oh, what a glorious and powerful truth that is. Stop and think about it. That means anything that's of the law of sin and death, sickness and disease, poverty and lack, any kind of bondage and so forth, you are now free from it. You're now free. You're, you're free. You're free. Everybody say, I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. Oh, glory to God. I'm free. I'm free from the law of sin and death. Why? Because of the law of spirit of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Ooh, glory to God. Isn't that an awesome scripture? People have, have come to me, well, how do I get free? Get scriptures like this and speak it over your life. This is biblical truth. This is how you walk out the truth that you've already been made free. He's already set you free. I remember uh, uh, I were us guys, I think it was, if I'm not mistaken. We were watching a video about uh, men having issues with pornography. And it showed these men sitting in a prison. But there were no walls around them. There were no chains on them. And Jesus was sitting right across from these guys. And and like the guy's going, man, I want to be free. I don't want to do this anymore. I want to be free. And Jesus said, you are. I don't want to be free, but look at me. Look, I, I want to be free. You are. What's the problem? It's not something we achieve. It's not something we earn. It's not something we attain to. It already belongs to you. It's already yours. Don't, don't let the devil try to lie to you and say that you will always be bound to whatever it is you deal with. Because Jesus has already set you free. For he whom the Son sets free is free indeed. That's me. Boom. Do we still say drop the mic? <laughs> that was a drop the mic moment. Hallelujah. Verse 3. How many minutes I got now? Never, don't worry about it. For what, <laughs> for what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh on account of sin. He condemns sin in the flesh, that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded, or to have your mind on things of the flesh, is death. But to be spiritually minded, or to have your mind on the things of the Spirit, is, excuse me, is life and peace. Verse 7, 
Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. They're at odds with one another. They're against one another. For it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So then those who are in the flesh cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh. Now, come on, Pastor Dan. Look at me. I'm in my flesh body right now. Listen, as Christians, you need to realize this. We still live in these bodies. That's true. But you need to understand something. These bodies no longer uh, um, control us unless we let them. Are you listening to me? Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Those who are still of the flesh, in other words, those who are without Christ, haven't been born again, they're still controlled by their flesh. They're still manipulated by their flesh. Everything they come up with, and, and, and whether reasoning or whatever, comes to the flesh. They can't get the information and realization and revelation because they don't know the Spirit of God. They don't know the Holy Spirit. I hope you're listening. Thank you, Jesus. They, why, why don't they have the Holy Spirit? Because they can't see him. They, they, they don't have any knowledge. Most of them don't even have an understanding there is a spirit realm. But there is a spirit realm. I said there is a spirit realm. Oh, thank you, Jesus. We have an awareness that comes as a result of what has happened in our spirit. Because we went from a state of death into life. We went from a state of separation from God to becoming God's very own child. And because of that biblical truth, and because it's true in my life, that's how I now am able to deduce what's going on in the world around me. And in reality, that's true. Oh, we're going to see that in just a moment. Uh, go to John 14. John 14. We get back to, you hold your place in Romans 8 because we're coming back. Oh, I hope you wore your shouting clothes. God was giving me all kinds of revelation here. Woo, thank you, Jesus. Verse 16, John 14, 16. And I will pray the Father, this is Jesus talking, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. Now notice verse 17. This is what we were just talking about. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him. I like that. But you know him, Whew. for he dwells with you and will be in you. Everybody say, I know him because he's with me and he's in me. Glory to God. I mean, no, that's good news. That's something to shout about. We have the spirit of truth living in us. But to those in the world without Christ, they don't have the spirit of truth. And this is one of the things the Lord has, uh, was revealing to me this morning. He's it was like, have you ever gotten to the place where sometimes you're watching the news or you're listening to different people talk, and what they're saying is so far from the truth, and you know it, but they believe it. They believe what they're saying is true. How can that be? Because they don't have the spirit of truth. They don't have the spirit of truth. That's why we can recognize the truth. That's why they can't. See, they're being manipulated by the father of lies. 
He's deceiving them into believing something that's not true. That's not us. We know the truth. And it makes us free. Glory to God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. We have the spirit of truth with us and in us. Now, there in uh, verse 16, we read through the 23rd Psalm in John 10 a few weeks ago. We saw that Jesus is the good shepherd, right? We know that. And he leads us beside the still waters. He leads us in paths of righteousness. How many believe that Jesus did a good job of leading his disciples and followers when he walked the earth? There's never been a greater leader than Jesus. Never. He always led them where they needed to be. Why or how? Because he was led by the Spirit. And he only did what he saw his father do, and he only said what he heard his father say. That's how Jesus did what he did. Are you listening? Oh, thank you, Jesus. So Jesus was a good leader. We are all in agreement about that, right? He was always led by the Spirit. Now look at that verse again, verse 16. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper. He may abide with you forever. So Jesus is telling his disciples that he's going to give them another helper, that he may abide with them forever. Well, the word helper comes from the Greek word parakletos. Use that all the time, don't you? How's your parakletos going today? But it means this. It means comforter, counselor, strengthener, standby, intercessor, and helper. Did Jesus fulfill all of those things in the lives of his disciples? In other words, did he, did he counsel them? Did he comfort them? Did he uh, 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 strengthen them? Was he always there by their side? Did he help them? Oh, my goodness. That's a lie. So now the question becomes, will the Holy Spirit fulfill all of those things in our lives today? Forever. Forever. Oh, glory to God. He will do, the, he will do all of those things for those who believe it, who expect it, who are recognizing that he's in them. Oh, I tell you what, that's shouting ground. Hallelujah. And then... Uh, um, what else? Oh, what's it say? Another thing I want you to see here in the scripture in verse 16 is the word another, and he will give you another helper. I've shared this before, but boy, it bears repeating right now. That word another comes from the Greek word allos, A-L-L-O-S. It means one besides another of the same kind. Thus, when Jesus used this word in describing the Holy Spirit, he was basically saying, my Father will give you one besides me and in addition to me, but one just like me. He will do in my absence what I would do if I were physically present with you. I've always, I mean, have you ever thought about walking with Jesus? He got one. One just like Walking with us, living in us. Ooh. Again, did we not just look at the fact that Jesus is our good shepherd who leads and guides us? And if that's who Jesus is and that's how Jesus operated while he was on the earth, then guess what? 
we can fully expect the Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us today. Why? Because he, we've been given another. One just like Jesus. One who will do in his absence what he would do if he was absent. Oh, glory to God. I tell you what, that don't get you excited. Oh, hallelujah. I want us to get a hold of the fact that when Jesus left, you know, when Jesus said that to the disciples, it's better that I go away. I think I was talking about this not too long ago as well. It's better for me to go away. How many know that if you were one of the disciples, you were going, this kind of reminds me of when he spoke to that tree that one time. Then the other one said, well, it did get results, didn't it? You know, but, but Jesus said that. Why? Because, listen, Jesus was in a human body. He could only minister to those that were around him. But when Jesus went away and the Holy Spirit came, now we got one just like Jesus who will do for us just exactly what Jesus would do for us if he was walking with us every day. Glory to God, that's good news. That's incredible news. I, see, my, as a pastor, my goal one of the things I strive for is to be more like Jesus, to be a leader like Jesus. I want you to follow me as I follow Christ. Well, glory to God, I know this. When I step out in faith and follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, it's going to be just like Jesus walking beside me all the time. I'm going to be able to do whatever Jesus did because I got the greater one in me, leading me, guiding me, empowering me, strengthening me. Hallelujah. I got one, just like Jesus. You know how they catch a fish? I got one, I got one. Well, I got one, I got the Holy Ghost. He's just like Jesus. Y'all catching this? Can you tell that I'm getting a little excited about this? Can, do you see how this can change things in our lives? It should not be a strange thing to be hearing from God on a daily basis. Have one just like Jesus with us. Do you think if Jesus was walking right beside, right here, right now, that he would just stand here and nod? Or do you think he might be speaking words out? Words to empower us, to strengthen us, to encourage us, to lift us up. Or do you think he would lead us and guide us, walking and talking with Jesus? This sounds good, doesn't it? I said it sounds good, doesn't it? Walking and talking with my Savior, with my King. Given me one just like him. I've got the Holy Spirit in me, leading me, guiding me, speaking to me. And if I can learn to not only be able to discern his voice, but then do what he tells me to do. And again, I, what I'm fixing to say, I know bothers some people. I'm not saying anybody in here, but it's the truth. If you can learn to discern his voice, hear from him, and then do what he says, you will always, and I want to emphasize the word always, be in the right place at the right time. And in the, your life's so blessed. So, so blessed. I said so, so blessed. Being used by him to do the miraculous. I want to do the miraculous. I expect to do the miraculous. But see, the next time he taps me on the shoulder, I'm going to tell you something. I am not hesitating. 
I'm getting down on my knee and I'm going to say, can I pray for this girl? Because guarantee you, if I had not been rude, but just gently said, can I pray for her real quick? I guarantee you they would have left. And I don't just pray to make it some kind of nice little thing that I do. Oh, that's just so sweet. That's just so nice. I'm praying for a reason. I'm being led by God to pray for that person. And if I'm being led by God to pray for that person, I'm expecting results. God's not in the business of leading us to do something and then pulling it away from us right when we're almost there. No, 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 I'm not going to, yeah, no, no, I decided I don't want that to happen. So God's going to go against his word. In other words, God's going to lie. Oh, if that happened, what, hap- what happens with us? Poof, we go. But that's not going to happen. But it has to be this. We have to hear from God every day. We have to be hearing from him every day. That's how faith comes. That's how when we step out and do it, we're going to get results every time. Glory to God. Does that, should that not be our goal? Shouldn't we be striving for something like that? Now, get this. I'm not saying you're not going to have challenges. I'm not saying you're not going to have to deal with sickness and disease or poverty and lack or whatever the case is. We live in a world full of sin. It is a corrupt world. Are you hearing me? And we have a very real enemy that's against us, that hates us. But glory to God, if I'm following the leading of my God and doing what he's telling me to do, I can overcome anything the devil throws at me. It don't matter what it is. And the same holds true for you. Every single one of you in this room, you are a Christian. I'm looking around, and I believe everybody in this room is a Christian. Oh, hallelujah. I didn't get through my message. I only have five and a half minutes. Oh, hallelujah. Someday over the rainbow, I might be able to finish a message. (laughs) It's one of the good things about being a pastor. You can come back next week. Then the Spirit of God will have us do something else. But that's okay. Because what he wants done is what's going to get results. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Well, did you get something from this? Friends, I'm telling you, in reality, and this is, this, listen, in reality, we've got it now. If we'll only simply take advantage of all that God has done for us. Not only did he give us Jesus, not only do we have access to the blood, not only can we operate in an authority using his name, we have his word, glory to God. We have the Holy Spirit living in us to empower us, to lead us, to guide us. The odds are stacked against the devil. He's already defeated. He's under our feet. Oh, glory to Jesus. I want a bunch of people in my church who are just, I mean, you you're bold about your faith. You know what I'm talking about? I didn't say arrogant. I didn't say stupid. I said bold. And I'm look, I, I desire to have a church who are bold and who are led by the Spirit of God. I'm telling you right now, we will have testimonies in this church of what God is doing through you, through me, through all of you. Testify. Glory to God. Glory to God. How many want to have a great test? I mean, great testimony. How many want a great testimony? In order to have a great testimony, you've got to go through a great test. But when you go through the test already knowing 
you got, you've got the answers. How many know you're going to pass that test? Ha, ha, ha. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Following him, being led by him, it starts with being able to hear from him, expecting to hear from him. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Let's close our eyes. Father, I just pray now over this group of believers, over anyone listening via live stream or throughout the week, that everybody will come to recognize and understand we should expect to hear from you every single day we're here on this earth. So that we not only can build up on our faith, so that we can be led by your spirit, so that we can be positioned to be blessed so much that we just got to give it away, so that we go, go out to this lost and dying world and reach them for you with those accompanying signs and wonders, Lord. Miracles, miracles. I expect miracles in this house. I expect testimonies of people in this church being used by you to do miracles. They hear from you, and then they do. They hear from you, and then they do. And they get the results, Lord. Hallelujah. I'm asking you, Lord. I know I've asked this not too long ago. Break any boxes we might have put you in that limits you in our lives. That say, yeah, God can do this, but oh, I don't know if he can do that. Lord God, let's, I'm believing for a church full of people who have no more small thinking, no more limited dreaming. It's time to think big. It's time to dream big because we serve you, a God who is big. Thank you, my God, for loving us as I know you do, for believing in us. My prayer, Lord, is that these people be used somehow, some way this week to minister your love, to minister your power, to minister your goodness to those they have contact with. I thank you for this now, and I give you praise and glory for it. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. Well, we love you very much. One more thing we're going to do, and I mentioned this to you last week. We're going to take up a love offering for uh, Life of Faith Church. And we're going to send it to them. Now, I've already got a figure in my head that the church is going to send. Hopefully, we'll be able to, through your donations, your giving, we'll be able to get that amount or go exceed it. Amen. So, let's just, uh, if you need an offering envelope for your giving, please uh, slide a hand up. Remember this. Whatsoever a man sows, that's what he's going to reap. There may be times in your life when you're going through some hardships, some um, trying times in your life where maybe your home seems like it's going to be blown away and you lose everything when you sow into helping people like that guess what's going to come back to you in those kinds of situations harvest help you get through those times that's why we sow we sow because we love we love God and we love those people I believe it's going into good ground amen to minister to people in uh, uh, Florida that went through that horrible hurricane people that lost their homes lost everything glory to God glory to God so just follow the leading of the spirit yeah if you want to live uh, live. if you want to give via uh, online you can do that just make a note I think there's a place to make a note in there right uh, you can go to colcbozeman.org and then just follow the prompts even so boom, you can go in there and give make sure you put it on there what it's for okay praise the Lord well hold your offerings up Let's pray. Father, right now in Jesus' name, we thank you for the opportunity to sow into that church down there, to Pastor Jim's life, to the people of that church. 
I just believe, Lord God, it will be something that you can use to bless them. We thank you, Lord, for this opportunity you've given us to sow into their lives. We do expect Great Harvest to come back to us. Glory to God, because that's what you're all about. You always look over your word to perform it in the lives of the people who do your word, and we're doing it right now. We give you praise and glory for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said in agreement, amen. So remember, give via online, or you can give right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. God is good all the time. Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, it's good to see you. Thank you for coming out. Remember, do you have friends? It's a loaded question, isn't it? Do you have family members around? Do you have people that you work with? You need to be invited to the church. We need to get people in here. You need to fill this place up. The same God that loves you and has blessed you by being here is the same God that loves them and will bless them when they come here. They does it anyways, but you understand how I'm saying that. Amen. Fill this place up for Jesus. Reach more for the King. Amen. I like that. Reach more for the King. Father, I do bless them as they go now. Keep them safe. Bring them back Wednesday night for our Bible study. As we start to study about healing, we're going to talk about healing, Lord, and we just expect good things as uh, uh, we get into this study. Hallelujah. And, Lord God, we also, uh, I'm asking to bring the ladies back on Thursday safely and bring everybody back next Sunday. Glory to God. We love you and praise you now for all of these things. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. God bless you. You guys are dismissed. Thank you for coming out.